Hey everybody, it's Aldo Gandhi, and I just want to let you know really quickly that our swag shop is reopened. DeepDishTees.com is where you go, and that's tees with T-E-E-S. Clever name, guys. They're the new home of our merchandise. You can get t-shirts, you can get caps, you can get coffee mugs, you can get hoodies, you can get all sorts of good stuff, and you'll help out the bar room with the purchase. So head over to DeepDishTees.com. Some may find the following disturbing. Discretion is advised. Barflies, welcome to the Barfly Tailgate Show. You already know it's live. It's done by Barflies for Barflies and all the other Bears fans out there. Man, I I think I mean I got more yards than the Bears cutting my grass yesterday. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> um, last week was just dismal, pathetic, fucking coaching, pathetic all the way around. Um, field goal kickers had more yards, and uh, you know I mean. It's, it's just ridiculous, man. Just, just horrible. Uh, but we're going to get into a little bit of that. And we're going to bring in a couple special guests this week, um, break down this Bears Lions game, uh, you know, and just keep it rolling from there. Joining me today, of course, are the boys, Mr. AC, Aaron Current, the bearded Bears fan. What up, man? What's going on, fellas? I got to, I'm going to skip right over last week for a second. I don't know if y'all can hear it in my voice. My Kentucky Wildcats beat. Number 10 ranked <laughs> Florida last night. Fellas, I rushed the field. We hadn't beat them in Lexington since 1986. Good. I wasn't even alive. So I definitely rushed that field. Cats looked awesome. Defense looked great. Oh, my God. And I'm still pumped about it. I almost came on this bitch wearing Kentucky today, but I, it's a Bears <laughs> podcast. So I had to rock I had to rock my Bears. You know, uh, weather – it's a, if y'all want a weather update, of course uh, we do. It's, it's raining today. My son's supposed to have a soccer game. We'll see if that happens or not. Uh, but we got Bears, Lions, and the national media is starting to realize what we've been saying for the last year and a half or so that Matt Nagy is really um, in over his head. And uh, 
Shout out to 90% of the Browns fans that we met last week. KB uh, knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Most of them yeah. most of them were nice. There was one or two that was uh, – Yeah, little, I think you're always going to get that though, right? Right, I mean, right. I'm sure there's Bears fans like that too. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah 100, 100%, man. Next, we got Mr. Ryan Kirkland, Billings, KB in the place to be. What up? So, boys, what's up? What's up, man? You know, we we not gonna talk about last week for for the moment <laughs> in the intro. Uh, you know, what I'm saying it's good vibes all around. My boy, my boy, Kentucky Wildcats won, Michigan won. You know, Notre Dame took an L, man. Yesterday was crazy, man. It's crazy. <laughs> football, football is in full swing, man. It's a beautiful thing to see, man. And uh, just like my boy AC said, it's raining. You know, so it, it ain't nobody enjoying nothing out here. Except just sit, sitting in the house and having a sip of a drink. You know what I'm saying? That's all that's going on. That's all that's going on. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Um, you know, I'm uh, I'm over here messing with this thing. And and uh, I know a lot of you guys can't see it, but I'm actually on here twice. And I saw and, it know, pop I, off for a second. Yeah, I got another computer right here. And, and I'm here and I'm here and I'm here and I'm here. But, uh, <clears throat> but let's go in. Let's get into a little bit of... Uh, I guess I mean we, you know we got a couple guests joining us soon, but let's get into a little bit of these uh, these naggy isms and uh, let's just throw it out there, man. I don't want to talk a lot about the game because we all know that was fucking pitiful and just yes. disgraceful and, and fucking Not horrible. And, and what are you really going to talk about, right? But AC, I'm just going to fire right away at you, man. How many how many games or how many performances like that does Matt Nagy have left before he's fucking booted out of Chicago? If he if he looks. Uh, uh, abysmal. I think that's the word. Dan Aguirre could help me out with that. He yeah, looks abysmal yeah. today against the Detroit Lions as he did against the uh, Cleveland Browns last week. I believe they ship him out of town Monday. Um, we're all tired of it. And most of the time you look at your schedule and you're like, well, at least we're not the Lions. Well, the Lions are playing pretty fucking hard for their head coach up there, man. I mean, when, when they hired Dan Campbell, um, I liked the hire. I actually texted you guys. I was like, okay, uh, they, they got a guy from New Orleans, uh, learned under Sean Payton. Maybe he, maybe he can do something. And they made a couple moves in free agency, and they had some pretty good draft picks. They've invested in their offensive line. Logan Stenberg, Kentucky Wildcat, is up there uh, playing hard for them. And, uh, but <clears throat> the way they play for the guy, and we laughed at him when he was talking about biting kneecaps and stuff, but they're uh, – I mean those 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 lines are scrappy, man. I mean they uh they went toe to toe with the, even the Packers for a half. I mean um, I don't, I don't know how else to put it. I, I feel like they play harder for their coach than we're doing for ours. I think I think our guys are kind of over, especially those veteran defensive yeah. guys who who came here to to win a title. You know they they were like let's get a Super Bowl in Chicago and. Um, it seems like Matt Nagy has slammed that window shut on their necks. So we're uh, we're in a we're in a tough spot right now. I, I'm not sure what we're gonna do. Yeah, I, there's a couple couple guys in the chat. Tony, I don't know if I agree with I hoping that we lose today. I can never like really hope that we lose. Uh, Clover's coming in saying is Nagy even calling plays? They actually weren't even. Um, Clear on it. that, yeah. He, oh, you, you know, Nagy said last year, if I'm not calling plays, you guys will never know, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> no, we didn't know. But I think, <laughs> I think, I think last year a lot of it was Nagy would come out and straight up say like that he's gonna call him or that laser is gonna call him. Right this year, he's kind of, you know, hiding in the cut. He's not really being full, but 
I mean, if they start using the tight end, Lazer is calling plays, right? right. I, mean, well, I, I, I mean, I think that's pretty obvious. <laughs> K, KB and I were in the stands last week, and, right. and KB continued to say it. Why are we not rolling out? Why are we not throwing screens? We I didn't see a screen pass not, to the fourth bro, quarter. The fourth quarter bro. The fourth oh, quarter, my God. When we were down 20. Yeah. Like what? What are we doing with this kid? Where you've got? I loved what Rex Ryan said about it. Uh, I think Aldo played it on Dan and Aldo Better Their Souls last week. He put together a nice video clip with all of them. But Rex Ryan was like, "I'm just a dumb defensive coach, but I'm not going to have my quarterback stand back there and get killed." I mean, right. I think I saw Tack McKinley was at at Justin Fields in 1.7 seconds from snap. To sack, on, yeah, on I his saw that. Sack. Like, yeah, what? <laughs> what are you doing? It's, co- it's coaching negligence, man. It's when you have Dan Orlovsky going to bat for your quarterback more than your coach is. You have a problem, dude. You're, he got you have a problem. They got fucking flame sprayed on everything, everything. on everything, every network, everything. Bro. They got. Just 30, fucking flamethrower in on Nagy. 30 dropbacks. You had two max protection calls. You had yeah. two rollout passes. You called one screen. I I, 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 did, I did a little bit of number crunching. This is how pissed off I was, you know what I'm saying, last week. It was a lot going on. But then I saw the game, and I was even more pissed off. Uh, you have a first-round pick. You know, first-round pick, especially around the 11th spot. They make around $18 million. Uh you have to also factor in next year's pick, which the way we're playing could be a top five fucking pick. That's going to be another New York going to be another twenty have, million. New York Giants might have two top five picks. Two five top five picks. Uh, you have to look at that, bro. You're upwards of around thirty-five to forty million dollars. Who do you know can get something at their job fucked up that is worth forty million dollars and keep their job? I don't know anybody. I don't know yeah. anybody you can break a thousand dollar product and keep a job, but forty million, you you shouldn't have a job. I'm I was on the I was I'm on the fence of or on the on the side of he should have been fired after that game. There's no way in hell you keep that man. There's no way because yeah. like my man and I'm gonna reference Dan Orlovsky a bunch in this this in this in this in this this whole point. Yeah, you're fact. fucking a little Dan fanboy, huh? No, no, I don't even what's, like the dude. What's your other fan? The fan is this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was gonna say the fact of the matter of this is, you had 159 days since you drafted this kid. 159, and you telling me you don't have anything put together for an offensive package for him? You are gonna run the same shit that you're running for Nick Foles and Andy Dalton that you were running? For Justin Fields, yeah, yeah, drop back passes, saying, "Oh, we'll get the ball out quick," and running curls. You're not, you're not doing shit to help this kid. Nothing on the on the few plays that he did have time. And uh, shout out to the guy that was running the the video board in Cleveland. Though that guy knows what he's doing. I mean, um, like if there's a questionable call or something's happening, you're gonna see it on the video. Like a lot of people when you're in when you're in the stadium, like. If it's live, you don't see it. Well, that video guy was really good about throwing up clips and stuff. Anytime Justin Fields kind of had a little bit of time, yeah. they would show it on the video board that there's two dudes standing around every wide receiver that we have out there. So literally, man, they were covered. There, was, there was nothing he could do if, if if he wasn't getting sacked. All of his guys were covered, and he's not gonna. I mean, he could have tried, but outrunning. Uh, Garrett, 
just, yeah, yeah. Just, just ain't gonna happen. Yeah. I mean, overall, man, it was pathetic play calling. There was no, there was no true um, design to that thing. There was no building on anything. There was no protection. There was no moving the pocket. Um, there weren't any quick releases. Uh, well, he didn't really have fucking a lot of time, but they didn't play that game in that sense. Um, and Nagy got the brake speed off, and he looked like the fucking coach on the Water Boy, you know, sitting on the other side, like. Fucking the you guys got any ideas? Yeah, like the little baby head popped up, and that's kind of yeah. what he did this week with the team. Um, he said this week he f- sat everybody down and asked them for their opinions and and if they had any idea. Like, who the fuck are you? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I get it. Like, you know, maybe at the beginning of the season, like, you know, hey, what what do you think your strengths are? What do you think this that right? And then and building your thing or or watching it a little closer, but. To come out to be one and two, and then sit everybody down and be like, "Look, fellas, <laughs> that was horrible. I don't know what I'm doing." <laughs> like, do you guys got a game plan? That's fucking. Right. It's just horrible, man. Yeah. And, I mean, Miles Garrett came out in his, I think, his press conference and was like, hey, "Yeah, we, we kind of had it figured out by their second drive. We knew what they were doing." Like, yeah. And you don't adjust to that. That's that's to me is one of the biggest things about Nagy. He's never shown the ability to adjust. We talked about this in 2018 when yeah. the. The defense is giving you short fields or or even pick sixes all season, and and then at halftime you we'll see the other team adjust to to what we're doing. You never ever saw us make an adjustment, and that's yeah. it's a fireable offense. There's there's no two ways about it. Hundred percent, man. We're gonna bring in our boys here. Uh, we got, we got a, a crew from the fan report. Um, they're, you know, a Lions podcast. Uh, we're going to bring them in and let them talk. I mean, the Lions, of course, have started. And Don Burr is going to be really happy about this. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, we'll, we'll talk about Don in a minute, though. But uh, let me let me bring in Nick and Andrew real quick. And then let's get this thing, uh, get this thing started. Here we go. Nick, Andrew should be popping up. Where'd he go? What's going on, guys? Screen. Oh, Andrew got di- disconnected. It said device not connected. Um, that's all right. He'll he'll pop. He's back always in trying it. to figure his stuff out, dude. Mine <laughs> mine was working great this morning. I was on there talking to them, and then I decided to plug in instead of going Wi-Fi and see if I got a better connection. And I sh- fucked this whole thing up over here. So now I'm on like two sides going. <laughs> uh, but Nick, man, ple- pleasure having you on the show. Welcome. Thank you, you know, for having us, man. To the, Appreciate to the it. Barroom Network and the Barfly Tailgate Show. We got one of your brothers in here, uh, Don Burr. He's oh, I saw the, him in the chat. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's in here every every week, but he's a Detroit fan. But you know, yeah. anyway, like like we're down with it. But um, you know, you guys got a. Uh, Let's see if that worked. Andrew, there we go. There we go. All right. Worked perfect now. <laughs> He's like, I, I got to ask. I left. Why, why, why does Andrew have uh, quotes around fan? I'm, I'm confused with that. Because it's almost a cult rather than an actual fan. Like, I was indoctrinated <laughs> at birth, it's, and I can't get out. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> it's pretty much a, uh, like a Stockholm Syndrome type thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, that's how, uh, I think that's how a lot of us have come about. I don't oh, know yeah. if we... I don't know if we really picked this fucking misery. I mean, unless you're a bandwagon like Patriots or you followed Tom Brady to the Bucks or or Packers. We see a lot of Packers fans. Um, I I feel like you're kind of born into I was married into this. I was a I was a Bengals fan prior to meeting my wife and uh, not much better. I think I'm just a gluttony for for punishment or something. (laughs) Uh, But but. 
it's it's got to be difficult being a Lions fan. I mean, even even last week you did everything you could to win, and then you have a a, a record setting field goal break your heart at the end, man. Oh, yeah, I mean it's it's expected at this point. Like watching, watching that game, it was just like, all right, where's it gonna fall apart? Something's gonna. Dude, happen. I'm a Kentucky <laughs> fan. I hear it in the stands every Saturday. They're like, well, yeah. how are we gonna blow this one? Well, <laughs> we didn't blow it last night. We beat Florida. We as Lions fans, we are so used to getting beat and just unbelievable ways that like i mean you've got the 10 second runoff with golden tate against the falcons you've got the justin tucker 66 yarder you've got the, the inception of the calvin johnson rule yeah the calvin <laughs> johnson yeah. you guys remember that one uh, uh, i don't know <laughs> twice aaron Rodgers threw a hill mary on us one in an un- untimed down for a phantom f- hands to the face call i mean the amount of and then you had the picked up flag in the playoff game against dallas i mean we're very used to Losing in ways that shouldn't <laughs> be possible here. Just, just heartbreaking. But man. I mean, it, it, you mentioned you know glutton for punishment. I mean, being a fan yeah. of all Detroit sports, and and I've grown up Detroit sports my whole life, and we had some good runs. But in the last couple of years, man, let me tell you, it is tough to be a Detroit sports fan. I love yeah. all of our teams to you know to my deathbed, but the last couple of years it's been brutal because we've had when, uh, zero success. Zero. When the Pistons, when the Pistons had Tayshawn Prince, there was a lot of. Uh, <laughs> Pistons fans down here in Kentucky because at that that was pre Calipari. We didn't have a bunch of dudes in the league. So Tayshawn Prince was was the guy. So there was a lot of there was a lot of Pistons fans down here. Man, do I miss him now? (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, let's let's move into let's move into this game a little bit. I mean, we got the the 0-3 Lions coming to town, but um, like I threw up on the tracker there. You got, I mean, you're 0-3, but you guys I mean, you've fought a lot harder than we have. Uh, you've played, you've played some better teams. Um, what's the sense? You know, with Campbell, with with everything this year, what's the sense in the city? Like, what's this? Is it is it promising? Is it like, oh shit, here we go again? Or or you know, what is it exactly? What has changed? It from really what depends. I go ahead, Andrew. I'm saying from what I've seen, um, a lot of people are just kind of being a lot more patient this year after we went through Matt Patricia. And there's, at least from my perspective, there's been a lot more just optimism in terms of just the culture being built. But no one's really expecting much from this team. So, me, I'm happy we've improved each game so far. So, and I know Nick sees it the same way. It really depends on who you're talking to also. Because, I mean, you guys mentioned the whole biting the kneecaps thing. And, and there are a lot of fans that got real turned off by that and real turned off by the way that Dan Campbell's carried himself, and obviously he had some major coaching blunders against the Ravens. Also, I, I you, you gave him a free timeout on their game-winning drive. Uh, that's inexcusable. Uh, I know he's a rookie head coach. It was his third game, it, it, sort of a rookie head coach. He had the interim time with Miami, but there's some stuff that he he definitely deserves some fault for in that game. But for the most part, from what we can tell, these players do want to play for him, and and he's doing the best with what cards he's dealt. This team yeah. is low on talent for a lack of better words. Like they, mm-hmm. they, I mean, our starting corners are both hurt. And one of those yeah. guys is Jeff Okuda, who in, I know he was the number three overall pick look great in college, but my God, has he been abysmal in, in his time in the pro so far. And to the point where there's fans out there, including myself that have asked, can this guy even play like it's, and he was supposed to be our number one corner this year, covering the likes of Devontae Adams and you know mm-hmm. all the big names out there. But so we're 
down to the bare minimum talent with this roster. And I, Jared Goff has looked like one of our better players. So that kind of tells you how much talent this yeah. team has. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're quite literally 11 guys away on defense. I, I feel like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Almost there! <laughs> I, I feel like Dan Campbell's like a, like a football guy. I mean, we had a guy here, Dicka. Uh, who who he kind of reminds me of. I'm mean, the, the way he's gonna he's gonna get in your face. He's gonna pump you up. And when you're lacking in talent, the ability to push those guys to play at a higher level. I feel like you need a guy like that yeah. for that instance. And the Bears haven't had that really since Dick. We we went 100%, through the percent man, one hundred percent. Went like through he, the Tressman era, and now we yep. got Nagy, who's just. Ugh, it's, it just kills me. But um, I'd, I'd like to join the Nagy support group. I I was uh I had I thought I was going to get Justin Fields in a uh, Fanduel lineup, and I missed first place by two points. Oh, oh man, Justin Fields three point <laughs> game yeah. of the game. No, you're 100 right. Dan Campbell is a football guy, and he's he's a leader of men, so to speak. I mean, these guys really love to play for him. He eats, bleeds, breathes everything football and and he yeah. he shows it every single week and in the press conferences and just his energy on the sideline also like the, these guys want to play for him uh and they do fight you know that lack of talent is there and the teams that we're going up against do have a lot more talent i mean we don't have anybody close to the likes of lamar jackson on our roster i know he's not the greatest pocket passer yeah. but that mm-hmm. dude's got more talent than our entire offense basically outside of like mm-hmm. swift and hawk but this team is playing hard, and it's it showed they, they've stayed in games. I mean, a couple of games they've gotten out and gotten destroyed early, but they come back, and they fight, and they make it interesting. I mean, even against, I think it was the Saints, they had a situation where we had a chance to tie the ball game late. Are you talking about the Niners? Niners, yeah, sorry, yeah. Niners, not the Saints, <laughs> Niners. We had a chance to tie the ball game late. We were down by eight, driving down the field, and it you know just stalled out towards the end. Like they, yeah. you know, They fought back down by... I think the score was what 24 to three at one point, Andrew, mm-hmm. it was, yep. it was a terrible game early on. And then they fought back and they made it close. And it's refreshing to see after there was, we had basically, we had a borderline mutiny with Matt. Right. Like you were, you were born on mutiny there. Mm-hmm. You guys bring up how bad you guys have it with Matt Nagy. And don't get me wrong. I, I definitely feel for you there. I would highly <laughs> recommend it. Be a lot of you guys do got some talent down, uh, down there and seems yeah. to be wasted. You know what was, you know what was scaring me was uh, you saying you know like uh, Campbell is a leader of men and he's this and he and that's all the same shit we said of Daddy you know in his first season oh, no. and, he, and he he did great right at the beginning but but man it was it was a quick turn and now like the pitchforks are out and motherfuckers are in the street trying to you know get this dude get this dude out of there. Yeah. The I'm difference he is though job after last week. We, yeah, we off, are too. Yeah. The the difference is though, it seems like the way the way Nagy has to have his hands in the offense, I don't feel like Dan Campbell does that same thing. I feel like he's gonna let his and I'm and I'm looking from the outside. I, I let I'm gonna be honest, I don't study the Lions, uh, but I feel like he lets his coordinators do their jobs. And Nagy's mm-hmm. Nagy's a glorified offensive coordinator. That's that he's got his hands in the offense. He hasn't touched the defense. Even when Vic was here, he let Vic. He's like Vic, you handle the D. I'll handle the offense, and it, and it gets him in even more trouble because he's got his face in the play sheet instead of paying attention to what's going on yeah. on the field. Uh, I did see a question about the Lions draft capital. 
we do have all our picks. We also have a yeah, first round yeah. pick from the Rams. And uh, I think we have a couple other somewhere down we the line, have, too. We uh, have two first-round picks from the Rams the next yeah. two years uh, yeah, in that but, Matthew Stafford trade. Yep. Well, this next one might be number 32 because the way the Rams look. <laughs> the, the way Stafford has looked, I mean, he's, <laughs> he's the undisputed MVP, can- like number one MVP candidate right now. Like He is the guy. He's played unbelievably. I mean, you kind of have to with the team well, you, he's got. I mean, you guys got have a seen fantastic for years. Team down there. Yeah. Oh, dudes! All I mean, people took it for granted here. People actually oh, yeah. were they, they trashing oh, yeah. on Stafford before he left. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the most popular, the most popular guys in the city of Detroit are the backup quarterback and the backup goalie. Always, they always have been in the city of Detroit. Those are the most popular guys in any team out there. And I mean, every single year we'd go into the drafts, and people would say, "Oh, we got to draft somebody to push Stafford to get him going, light a fire under his, light a fire under him." Like we got it draft somebody yeah. because Stafford isn't the guy. I mean, well, guess what? He's proven right now he is the guy. Mm-hmm. And and from what I've seen, most Detroit fans honestly wish the best for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they want to see him succeed and win because he did give us, you know, 10 plus really good years here. I know some of them weren't great, but yeah, he, he had a lot of success here in terms of stats. That's why he's called stat pad that- here, but yeah. <laughs> he, I mean, he played well for us. He always played hard for us. He was a lot of fun to watch and he, you know, he never just laid down and took it. Like he always had fighting him and he played hurt. I mean, he, he threw a touchdown when, or two point conversion, when he had already separated his shoulder on the previous play to, to score the touchdown. Like the dude has, has more heart than just about anybody I've seen in a lion's uniform in a long time. So it's good to see him. Yeah. And get to, his opportunity to pull to go elsewhere. Yeah. And I mean, and to pull golf, even though golf's, I would say, average, right? I, I, he's not spectacular, but he's also not the fucking bottom of the barrel, right? But to pull him and then to still get the two, I think it was two number first-round picks, right? Yep. yep. Um, and to just to be able to continue to build while continuing to move forward because there's these aren't like the Lions of, of old, especially against those three teams. Yeah, I mean, the record might say 0-3, but the teams that you guys face so far, like – I'm, this isn't a comfortable game for Bears fans today, nor should it be, because this Lions team, I mean, Swift and Hawkinson have been fucking killing it. Um, and this Lions team, I think, brings a new spark and a new fight to, you know, to the game and uh, that, you know, you haven't really seen out of one of them in the past. Yeah, they <laughs> certainly can surprise you in a few different ways on offense, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to level with you if... Um... If this is a golden opportunity for Matt Nagy to actually keep his job, if he actually protects Justin Fields and doesn't throw out max protect like once the entire game, um, that defense is very exposable, especially in the secondary. So right. he can actually make Justin Fields look really good in this game, and Justin Fields can dam- do some damage if he actually has the opportunity. Have so, they announced that Fields is the starter? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah it came okay. out yesterday. I wasn't yeah. sure about that. Yeah. But I'm just curious on your guys' end, like – would you almost be upset now if the Bears came out and had a really good game under Maggie under Nagy's game plan? Uh, we're well. The thing is, ahead, we're KB. not even. Oh. Yeah, KB, you oh, raised oh, your hand. Oh, 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 hey, you, did you see it? Did, did you see? Because I've been missing. I took a sabbatical, just like Nagy does on his play call. I was staring <laughs> off in his face, and my computer shut off. Yeah. So, hey guys, how you doing? How you doing? I saw y'all. Brought, I saw y'all brought Don Burke with you. You know, that's my guy. You know, you gotta love good old Don Burke. Uh, uh, as far as Nagy goes, man, uh, as a Bears fan, we we know that we don't fire anybody. 
midseason. So we already know he's going to still be here more than likely, no matter what the case is. He can mm-hmm. he can destroy forty million dollars worth of product. It doesn't that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Uh, he's going to keep his job regardless. If he turns the play calling over to Bill Lazor, yeah. Hey, you know what? I will go personally high five Matt Nagy personally. You know. That's that's just at the point we're at. We don't need him calling plays. We just need you to be a head coach standing on the sideline. Uh just watch watch the game. You that's that's what head coaches do. You give you're you're paid to watch the game. I need you to manage time. I need you to say, hey, that's not right, and challenge plays. But when it comes to offense and defensive shit, just just sit down and shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. That's that's all Matt Nagy should be doing. Just just shut up. Don't don't call plays. So would I be mad if he put up we put up points against y'all today? Of course not. I'm a Bears fan. Y'all Lions. I got nothing against most Lions fans. You know we have one that <laughs> talks shit. Uh, but uh, yeah, man. I, oh, I would be upset at all. Hey man, I love I love Don, I love me some Don Bird, man. You know he he gets in he. Yeah, he I love him too. Him. I got him blocked on my thing, so I don't see hey, none of his comments. I gotta keep him. I gotta keep him. He 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 helps me. Yeah, I honestly realize think though, what I do. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if the Bears came out and put up a shitload of points and whatever, I I'm fine with it. I mean, Grant. I mean, look, you're you're zero and three. Right, you don't feel like your season's over. We're one and three with the worst performance in hundred fucking years, and and you know we're still gonna fight and claw. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's it provides that that boost, um, you know, because I don't think all this, even though going zero and three, right? No matter how the season plays out, I still think Matt Nagy has a question mark on whether or not he's a head coach next year. Mm-hmm. Um, he like literally has to come out and fire off fucking points like crazy and he has to Mm -hmm. change this thing instead of running you can't have two game plan or you can't have the same game plan for a a quarterback like dalton and a quarterback like fields and that's kind of what he was questioned on this week in the in the in the um when his time with the media and that and he fucking punted that question away too like uh that's i'm to keep that internal and the, and the guy who asked him was speak. like i didn't ask you for your plays coach a, yeah he's a, like i didn't a, ask you for your plays coach i asked you two different playbooks right that's a that's a good that's a good question i'm i'm, I'm glad so, you came today uh yeah man. guys uh so yeah so that's matt Nagy in press conference <laughs> that sounds a lot it's, like matt patricia just throwing yep. that out there yeah it they, does. they might be cousins <laughs> who knows yeah. Well, um, because that's how bad it got with Patricia here. Was like people were actually starting to get upset when that one win we could sprinkled in. Like they'd be like, "No, Mr. Trubisky like, looked good against Matt Trubisky. Yeah. against Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia, honestly, listening yeah, to Trubisky, him talk, I know he was a rocket scientist and everything, but like my God, it, it, watching his press conferences, he just repeated the same line every single week. I got to do better. I got to coach better. We'll get him next time. We got to get we back hear to that every week. week. It's it's all coach speak, and that's it. it literally was robotic yeah. with him. We got to figure out every the why. single week, <laughs> right? And, and it was every single week with him to the point where you didn't even have to yeah. watch the press conference. You knew the answers already. Well, and, us as Bears fans, uh, yeah, um, and we know he's not going to say I'm not calling plays, but we can watch the game and see. We'll know. We'll see run plays stacked with play actions and different plays ran out of the same um, um, formation. And we know 
that it's laser calling plays because we watched it last year when laser like, took over play callings he was actually stacking his it wasn't like my 10 year old son playing madden and just run four verts you know what i'm saying uh he was actually stacking plays and had a game plan and and we didn't see that with yeah with, we don't see that with Nagy. he just kind of I don't know. He's 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 place, charmed he's his good. way into this head coaching position because uh, Pace and Nagy's wives liked each other. So now he's our head coach, and uh, here we are, four years later. We still don't know what our offensive identity is, even though we have a top ten running back. You know the numbers don't but lie. David takes, Montgomery puts like, up numbers. It takes like two two to three years to learn. It takes uh, three years yeah. to learn my offense. Oh, we've heard that. That's, I mean? like, that's, that's how he's that's that's how how he saving his said. ass. And, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we spent I know, a few years I here trying and, to... And I, we spent a few years here trying to mimic the New England Patriots. So oh, it, yeah. it, it was brutal yeah. time. And there was the, you know, when you're trying to switch up the, your defensive play style, it takes a few years to get into it. We heard that a lot around here mm-hmm. uh, when Matt Patricia came to town. You can tell that Lions fans are, without a doubt, over the moon happy that he is gone. Yeah. I never want yeah. to hear the words Patriot way again. Yeah. No, you guys needed a full-on rebuild and <laughs> and prop and props to you guys for – Pulling the plug and and doing what needed to be done. Uh, I don't I don't know if the Bears will do that, but I would literally I would literally gladly be zero three with a team that's playing hard for their head coach and a, and a GM that's making pretty good moves in the draft mm-hmm. than to have Ryan Pace hit on another fourth round pick that looks really well and Nagy in over his head. That's that's just me. You guys are in a better spot than me, in my opinion. You got your quarterback, though. We so I not. just dropped this on the bottom line. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just dropped this on the bottom line. Uh, the Lions' last win came against the Bears in Chicago, week 13 of last season. Uh, it's been um, 84 years. I mean, they're 0-7 cents, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but how do you guys feel about this matchup today and coming into Chicago? Let's start. We'll start this one with Andrew. Andrew, how do you guys feel today about – you know, this matchup coming into Chicago, is this your first, you know, is this the first dub of the season for you guys? It's, is it going to be, should you come in and just beat the dog shit out of the Chicago Bears? Um, all right, no no offense. I, I do feel like this is probably our most favorable matchup so far this season. But at the same time, going into the sure. year, I only predicted the Lions at three wins. So for I, I don't think there's actually a single game that I'm actually confident they're going to go in and win. But I do believe this is one of the more winnable games. Um, and a lot of that is me betting on the fact that that offense is going to look like it did against the Cleveland Browns last week. And if that does, and our defense kind of gets bailed out, I do see a really clear path for the Lions to get a victory here. You know, I yeah, had... I mean, I'm, I'm not mad at you. I mean, you know. <laughs> I had the Go Lions ahead, going in also at like three, four, five wins. Five was my absolute top ceiling. Uh, and, and I had the Lions splitting with the Bears this year. Uh, I, I do have this one pegged at, from the beginning as a loss for the Lions. Uh, in, in Soldier Field, I feel like they would probably play better at home, obviously. Uh, the energy with the crowd seems to really kind of fire this team up. So I, I, I going in, I'm not expecting a Lions victory, but I will say, just like Andrew said, this is one of our more winnable games. No offense to you guys, but I, you guys are still trying to wrinkle in a rookie quarterback. No, you're, we'll take it. 
We'll take it. Your, we deserve it. <laughs> your head coach is clearly he clearly doesn't have the entire support of the locker room. And anytime that happens, along with instituting a, a rookie quarterback that they're still trying to figure out how to game plan with, it it doesn't mean they're going to have the most functional offense there. Uh, and I know the Lions yeah. are very easily beaten on the defensive end and both through the air and on the ground, but you got to execute. And, and if there's a lot of miscommunication and improper game planning execute it makes executing properly pretty difficult so it it's gonna be i, I predict a pretty ugly game today i i, mm. I don't think it's gonna be super high scoring it's gonna be ugly what's okay. uh right. last I, I, I thought it was like three i think it's plus three oh over under was 41 sorry i thought you said spread oh, yeah, that is over low. under i think it's 41 real low <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I was gonna ask. I mean, you can buy some points and still stay in the two, in the two hundred range. Go ahead, AC. <laughs> I was gonna ask because um, I don't know if you guys saw any of the Bears thing last week, um, but Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney absolutely feasted on our offensive line. What uh, I love when you put me full screen. Look at that sexy face. <laughs> I know you um, do. I, I had to throw it in there. <laughs> Gotta get the beard going. What? Uh, <laughs> I think I read something about the Lions having a, a pretty decent pass rush win rate earlier this week. Um, do you guys um, – who do you guys have on the edges? Because so honestly we – are We do have actually decent talent on the pass rush along the line. Granted, however, a lot of them are out this week. Uh, mm. Trey Flowers, who's probably our biggest name in the pass rush, is out this week. Michael Brockers, the defensive end, longtime defensive end from the Rams, he's – questionable this week and then also one of our best performing uh pass rushers last year Romeo Quar is also questionable this week so I mean our our talent pool in terms of pass rush is pretty limited uh mm -hmm. but I do think defensively speaking they Aaron Glenn runs some really good pass rushing schemes that confuse offensive lines especially ones that aren't top tier and really are solid protect at protecting the quarterback I I do like the game planning he does with the pass rush in a lot of ways and he can be creative. So even even though he doesn't have his full repertoire with him, he may be able to draw up some plays that force Justin Fields to make some decisions and, and make him uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Well, we got a 40 year old left tackle. Yeah, and, and if you're going to make up for, <laughs> if you're going to make up for secondary, uh, the best way to do that is to get to the quarterback. We've been talking about that for a while here in Chicago. Although Jalen Johnson is is holding his own um, with you guys, Okuda Okuda is not not even being there, so I'm sure that that kind of stings a little extra because that was the same draft class for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we got the we got the rookie starting on the edge this week, don't we, Levi? Uh, I think Anzawerki is starting yeah. at defensive end this week. Yeah, I, I do believe he is. If he Which got, he got I mean, speed to him, he and he's on Jason Peters' side. He can beat him. Step one way and go the other. Our <laughs> rookie class this year, I've honestly been pretty happy with so far. I mean, Panay Sewell at right tackle in the preseason, he looked lost. It was the first time he's ever played it. Granted, he also missed all of his final season in college because he held out because of COVID. Mm -hmm. But as soon as Taylor Decker went down and he moved over to the left side, I mean. Dude's put himself in the top 10 left tackle already, like that argument already. He has been extremely solid going up against the likes of Joey Bosa. Like he he's had uh, one of the Smith brothers. I can't remember if it was Preston or uh, the other one or 
Ladarius. Is it Zedarius? Zedarius. Oh, I know him because he played with Kentucky. Yeah. One of them was out, but he had the other one to deal with, and he looked really good in both those games. So I, he's really put him. He's he's made it a tough. He's brought up the conversation of what do we do with Taylor Decker when he comes back, and he's played three games there, so that kind of gives you an idea of how good he's played. Uh, and they just paid Taylor Decker a bunch of money in the offseason. Uh, so it, it's you guys can have Robert Quinn. <laughs> hey. Robert I, Quinn I mean, is earning his money this year. This year bro. Quinn has come along, man. That's that's all we have is a pass rush. Yeah, I Quinn mean, is definitely. I mean, so this is how we've been so far, right? Um, from from my perspective, I won't say from all Bears fans, but first game we come out, defense gets torched. Defense can't tackle. We're all talking shit about the defense and Desai might be outmatched and, and whatever, whatever, right? Then games two and three come along. Defense is looking good. Offense is kind of moving the ball. Um, 100%, sad to say, but it is what it is. Andy Dalton was better behind this offensive line than Fields was. And that's it could possibly be because Nagy is such a f- dick that he just wants to be like, oh, I told you the kid wasn't ready. But I don't know. I mean, that's 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 far fetched in a, in the grand scheme of things. But Dalton moved the ball better than Fields did. Um, but then again, you're not playing the kid to his strengths. So that falls well, Dalton was too, playing right? the, Bengals. the defense has stepped up the defense. Just promise yeah, me yeah. one thing. I get it. As, I mean, as Bears he was fans, playing the Bengals, but promise me one thing as Bears fans, you won't let the Bears do to Justin Fields what the Lions organization did to Joey Harrington when he came in. Because they Joey Harrington coming in was a Heisman candidate. He had he was just this electric quarterback at Oregon, comes into Detroit, and they change up entirely who he's gonna be in the in a Lions uniform. Like that he they never game plan for his strengths, and it was mm-hmm. abysmal his entire career to the point where he's even come out and said that the Lions literally made him doubt his entire life. Like he went into a deep depression because he had to play for the Lions. And he came out and said that to Detroit <laughs> newspapers. So don't let don't as fans do not let the Bears organization do that to Justin right. Fields because that kid's got a lot of talent. We'll try to get us a head coach that plays well, his strengths, but our head uh, coach likes to jam a square peg into a round hole. This is my system. This is what we're running. I don't care how you fit. And or Oregon quarterbacks have a history of not being great. And Ohio State quarterbacks, we heard that a lot when we drafted. Well, Ohio State quarterbacks just don't get it done in the NFL. It's not wrong. It's exa- not wrong. Well, but you can't – to me, it's a – to me, it's a lazy argument. Even Mike North here on this very podcast network was like, I don't know about him. He went to Ohio State. And I was like, come on, man. You you can't you you can't just stick that as, as you went to this college, you're not gonna be quarterbacks right. were before Mahomes. Right. Michigan quarterbacks right. other than Clemson. Tom Brady. I mean <laughs> I don't disagree at all. Like just also Justin Fields is is a different and more talented quarterback than pretty much anybody I've seen come out of Ohio State, at least in my lifetime. Like he is just a different animal compared to the rest of the guys. Yeah. And it has a lot to do with his demeanor, his leadership, and just his overall talent. I mean, he just looks different than guys like Terrell Pryor, Braxton Miller, Cardell Jones. Like, he he is a mm-hmm. different quarterback from those guys. I agree. Yeah. Bobby, are you on a delay I, I or something? Too, and I think a lot of that is just 
I don't know. I might be. I got two systems going over here, man. Um, <laughs> can, can you hear me now? Is it good? Yeah, um, we hear you, but I feel um, like we say I got, stuff. And I got this like one going and, and that one going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably, man. Who fucking knows? Um, but <clears throat> I think in the in the grand scheme of things, we we're both we're both the bottom dwellers of the NFC North now, and. Uh, and it's it's a fight for last place, honestly. Um, the way that it's going, it's between us. We're just gonna sit here, and uh, you guys have more future potential. Uh, maybe not at the quarterback position, but with the draft capital on that draft uh, than we have, and and it's gonna be a rough one, you know. But let's um before we get you guys out of here, let me get your guys' game predictions, score predictions, and uh, and then you know throw a whatever shout out or, or, or a plug into what you guys got uh, going on and a plug to your show. And um, Nick, we'll start this one with you, man. And uh, go ahead give us game predictions and then, uh, you know, oh, shout outs man. and plugs. Uh, my prediction for this one, like I said, I think it's going to be an ugly game. I I'm seeing like a 1917 type game. It's, it's not going to be pretty. I do have the bears winning this one. Uh, I just don't think the Lions can pull it off in Chicago. Uh, so I'm I'm thinking something like 1917, not a not a close one, but not a pretty one. And then plug your show, man. Plug plug whatever you um, got. Shout I was going to s- go ahead, Andrew. Give the prediction, then I'll plug the show. I'll shamelessly All plug right, it. Cool. All right. Um, <laughs> of course. I was actually going to go um, <laughs> very fairly close to Nick. I was going 2117 Bears, and because uh, I I do think that. Even with what I saw last week with Justin Fields getting maybe half a second to throw per drop back, um, I just <laughs> I can't see that happening twice. If it does, and Matt Nagy's been shot out of a cannon by the end of the game, that would be insane. So um, yeah, I'm gonna go 21-17 Bears. So to uh, shout us out, twenty-one like- seventeen Bears. Go ahead. <laughs> to shout us out now, uh, Andrew and I have been doing our podcast, The Fan Report, for, I mean, we started off as a live show, what, four years ago? Yes, Something sir. like that. Uh, that we streamed on Twitch, and then we uh, decided we were going to do a podcast. We approached our network that we have now, Detroit Sports Podcast. Their Twitter's at Detroit Podcast. They've got, like, 12 different shows. We do both Lions and Pistons on our podcast. Uh, and then we stopped doing the live show, but we still do the podcast every single week. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at real fan report. Uh, we, I mean, we've been doing it for a while. I, I yeah. it's, we have a lot of fun. Andrew and I are, have been best friends since we were like five years old. So <laughs> they uh, drop every Thursday. Yep. Every nice. single Thursday. Uh, and it, it, because of the, you know, the chemistry that we have, he, he doesn't mind when I go on extreme rants and yell at him. Cause I do a lot. Trust me. So, but it's a lot of fun. Thank you guys for having Which us, by the way. The it's a good time. <laughs> Hey, thanks for coming on, fellas. Yeah, it absolutely. Like, uh... Absolutely. Uh, so, oh, wow. good. Well, I was going to say, what happened? Uh, Everybody was talking. I was, I was, well, I started to talk, and then I heard Bobby cut in. Uh, it sounds like your uh, Detroit Sports Network is a lot like the barroom here. We do that with Chicago sports. And uh, so, so this is a perfect little marriage that we had this oh, yeah. morning. Absolutely. And I appreciate you guys coming on and, and giving us some insight into – into the opponent um, and and being able to break down some of the intricacies that, that some people don't don't even think about you know you know a lot of fans are just meatheads they're just like go my team and mm-hmm. and and 
don't even look into the other team. But I'm a I'm a football nerd. I like to look into the other team and and like when we talked about the D line and who you guys got and and uh, good luck to the rest of the season. And you guys you have guys a great well. draft capital. You know, I, I think you've got a really strong future there in Detroit. Honestly. We're definitely excited about the future coming forward. I mean, we like you mentioned yeah, the draft capital, and we got a lot of and and we you know we got we feel like we have a GM here that we truly can believe in. Uh, he's made the right move so far, so we're we're excited for the future with this team, and you know hopefully we can finally bring some wins here to the city of Detroit with the Lions organization. So we got a lot to be excited about for sure. Yeah, and I think you guys well. will, man. I think you guys will, and we got to give a give a. We got to give a shout out to the Gold Boys Network. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a little a little gambling thing that I've talked about many times on here. That's how that's how Nick and I stumbled across each other on uh, just in a gambling room chat. Man, he's like, "Hey, I do a Detroit show. You do a Chicago show." He's like, "Let's let's fucking collab and get this thing going." And and here we are. Um, so we look forward, to, you know, to many more, man. And uh, and we play each other twice a season. You know, we'll hop on with each other, whatever, talk talk our uh, our smack. And then, of course, you know, if the Bears somehow pull this off, I'm going to throw some shade at you. But, you know, overall, it's, it's, it's all good. I expect the same thing. But uh, <laughs> but we definitely appreciate you guys joining us, man. I look forward to many more. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll just leave it with Go Bears. <laughs> go Thanks Lions. for having us, man. Uh, yeah, Go Lions. Thank you guys for having us. It was a great time. And we'll have to do this again in the future. Hey. Thanksgiving games coming up. Hey, baby. Yep. Y'all got to come back. <laughs> Absolutely. Have a good one, guys. Yep. Have a good one. Have a good one, boys. We'll talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you too. Yeah, so I'm going to uh, have to probably um, do uh, – you know what? Let me let me bring in Steven real quick. But I'm I am definitely on a little delay here, and it's, it's fucking killing me, man. I got two screens going. I'm on a little delay here. It's killing me. Um, First, let me let me bring in Stephen. He's he's uh, in the green room right now. Uh, we'll bring in Stephen, introduce him, and then I'll try to get a little reset of my stuff going here. Um, you know, bar flies. Everybody, everybody in the show, welcome Stephen Nagishi. He's a new member of the Bar Room Network. Um, he's uh, you know he's here to you know talk talk a little bit about what he's bringing to the network. And uh, Stephen, welcome, man. Welcome aboard. You know, great having you on the show, brother. How's things going? Good morning, guys. How are you? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Yep, we got okay. you. So thanks for the uh, 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 in invite this morning. Um, uh, so I'm starting a brand new show starting on the uh, 11th of October uh, called the AA Report. Uh, AA stands for Asian American. Uh, so I'm one of the co-hosts along with uh, Ken Fang, who is the associate editor of the, uh, the sports uh, blog, uh, awful announcing, which I'm sure you might have heard of before. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, uh, you know, with the help of uh, Aldo, uh, we're bringing in uh, guests uh, of uh, AAPI, Asian American Pacific Islander background, who works in the sports and entertainment uh, uh, industry to talk about the, the state of the industry and also uh, to talk about the uh, uh, the rise in the uh, Asian racism uh, mm -hmm. uh, during the yeah. pandemic. Uh, right. So, you know, we wanted to shed a light on that and give uh, API personalities that uh, 
you know, you might have uh, heard or may not have heard in the past, uh, you know, their uh, their perspective on, you know, the sports and the, uh, their background and all that. Yeah, it's a it's a good um, it's good to get a perspective from yours. You know, I'm just a, a southern guy down here in Kentucky, so uh, I re- really don't. I mean, I work at Toyota, so there are quite a few Asian Americans here, but uh, yeah. you know, they're from Japan. Um, but it, it's good to have that perspective of of the way you see the world, as, as, especially with the pandemic that happened. A lot of, like you said, a lot of uh, people just became super racist against Asians and it's good to have your perspective and also uh, your, your perspective in life and in sports, because mm-hmm. uh, I, I feel like sports brings everyone together. My, my dad always taught me yes. that um, no, no matter skin color or where they're from, you like or even my, my politics. Wife, it transcends politics and everything. Yes. Religion too, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my my dad always taught me that. So uh, shout out to my dad. He's like, if, if there's ever if you ever see someone like if someone sees me with a bear's hat on, they're gonna be like, oh, you know, no matter where we're from or what's going on, they can be like, well, what do you think about Justin Fields? And then and then that <laughs> starts conversation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's uh, I appreciate having you on the network. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, and uh, really appreciate the uh, the kind words and the uh, honesty. Um, I think pandemic really, really taught us, and I said this to many people, um, it really kind of uh, taught us who we really are and then, you know, who the real leaders are uh, in times like this. It, it really, really revealed its character. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's a, t- a teaching moment uh, that we'll probably look back uh, 20 years from now or even none of us are no longer uh, you know here anymore yeah. uh, it's a, it's a teaching moment you know from a, a not just from racial perspective but from the economical uh, and from a you know unfortunately the political aspect of it that uh, yeah. you know people who hide behind the the back of the policy that has enabled uh, many people to hide, you know, behind this policy to, you know, just to make make things worse. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the pandemic, unfortunately, is still ravaging throughout the world. So we're not out of the woods yet. And, right. you know, for yeah. the record, I haven't uh, uh, been, you know, I, unfortunately, I haven't, you know, dealt with the uh, any sort of attacks on my, by myself or, or neither is Ken. But... I am not naive enough to think that, uh, you know, just because I was born in this country, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know the people out there are, <clears throat> yeah, so forgiven. Unfortunately, yeah. So. I mean, this this isn't the, uh, I'm, and, and unfortunately, this isn't the first time that this has happened. I mean, during World War II, my my grandfather was a World War II veteran, and there was uh, yeah. a lot of a, a lot of the same internment camps. Yes, unfortunately. Yeah, a lot of the same uh, racism, but I, I'm going to try and turn away from racism. Some I, I know it's an uncomfortable topic, and 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 we're worried we're we're going to talk bears. Some uh, mm-hmm. what's what's some of your sports uh, your sports journalism background? If if you can let the people know, um, 
sure. you know, um, a little bit about yourself. I did yourself. study sports. Uh, yeah, I apologize. Um, I don't have a lot of background in uh, sports journalism. I actually studied sports management uh, as a, you know, my master's program at George Washington University uh, back in early 2000s. Uh, okay. Since then, I have been working primarily in IT, which is a completely one, uh, you know, different uh, field. But yeah. uh, it has allowed me to travel, uh, you know, uh, different parts of the world. I've lived in Japan, where I'm from primarily. Uh, my, my folks still live in there. Uh, I went to India for work and I spent a couple of years in Germany for work. I uh, got to see uh germany win the uh you know 2014 world cup and then saw the you know the crazy celebration outside of the uh, streets where i was living and um and then i moved here uh in 2014 and i've been here ever since uh, i lived in ohio atlanta uh dallas and now i'm living in the uh uh just outside of detroit right now oh wow so you got an interesting take on 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 the on the game today uh right the local actually, stations have been yeah just chirping this is this is uh you know the lions first win of the year for sure they've been chirping yeah. all, on the airwaves well i mean after they watched that game last week how can uh, they how can they feel any other way <laughs> i don't i can't blame them i can't blame yeah. them and if the lions no. lose today what does this say about you know the lions as of right now you know in terms of talent well, I think I think they knew they were going into a a, a rebuild when they brought yeah. in you know a whole new GM and, and head coach. So if right. they lose today, it's not as if we lose today, especially if we things. get embarrassed the way we did exactly, last week. Exactly, exactly. It's, it's completely I think it's different. More of if a, they lose today, right? Mm-hmm. It's more of an indictment on the Bears if they mm-hmm. happen to lose to the Lions more so than Lions losing because we all know that Lions are accustomed to losing and we expect them to lose again today, but. Like you said, if if the if the Bears, God forbid, lose today, whether it's a one point last second field goal or if they lose by a hundred, I, I you know I've been chirping on my you know Twitter that ninety nine point nine percent Matt Nagy really seals his fate by then. You know, will yeah. he get fired by Monday like we all want him to? Probably not. They haven't but, shown a history of that. Yeah. No, 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 no. But with you know, with Justin Fields uh, at quarterback, at least there is hope. And the only reason I think a lot of us are watching the Bears is not because, of, you know, we want them to get to the playoffs, but we want to see a legitimate growth, uh, the, the progression. I, You yeah. know, when I lived in Ohio last year, I, I've listened to and heard enough of Ohio State football games and he was very, very impressive. The way he carries himself, the way he talks, the way he commands, mm-hmm. just an impressive guy. And I thought yeah. if that is going to transcend the Bears and have a positive impact on the entire team. And mm-hmm. and, and ironically, Matt Nagy just fucks up everything in just one single game and just takes the air out of all of our hopes. And now yeah. he squarely puts himself on the uh, the firing line yeah. at the top of the Vegas uh, odds. So, you know, only Nagy. Matt Nagy can do that. So with, with Nagy, uh, it's, it's, there's an old a old line from a movie that I go by that I, I feel he should be put on. 
I feel that we should tell him about the gun line, boss. I think I think we should tell him about the gun line, boss. I think we should put Nagy on the gun line and push him over. Just somebody just come and shove him, and then that's it. You're fired, man, because he there's no way you can look as inept in coaching as you did against the Cleveland Browns. There's no way. Like I said, it's either you don't know how to coach or you did it purposefully. Savage was used uh, so frequently uh, all over the, you know, all over the media, locally and nationally. And I I cannot help but to think, yeah, maybe, you know, he did that on purpose, uh, the way he handled Justin Fields, which is ironic. This is the same guy who went to see him work out, has a relationship with Ryan Day, the uh, Mm -hmm. Ohio State head coach and everything. And this is what you come up with. You know, four or five months of the off season, you know, this is what you can do. I, yeah. I, you know, I think that really sealed his faith. And the way he got eviscerated by the national media, you know, from Orlovsky's, David Carr, and then, uh, you know, the R- Ryan Clarks of the world, you know, whether you like ESPN or not, mm-hmm. you know, I, I thought a lot of people probably enjoyed uh, Nagy because that's what a lot of uh, people you know, all across the country and then locally in Chicago had to put up with his uh, antics and, uh, uh, you know, empty words and, you know, promises. Yeah. I, and I feel like um, even with, with prior coaches, the blowback from national media hasn't been the way it has been with Nagy this week. Um, like when, when Tressman was, you know, losing 50 to 14, I think he did like two weeks in a row. I don't really, right. I mean, people were like, yeah, he's not a great co- coach, but like this week when, when Nagy embarrassed us, there's no other way to put that embarrassed us in Cleveland, the, the national media, the way they took that story and, and really blew it up that may, we might need that. It, it, it may have put the uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Put the the the, put the, the heat on our somewhere. management. Put the heat on yeah. our management to actually make a move this year, as opposed to the way the Bears have always done it. Like no matter how bad we are, we're just gonna let this coach, you know, finish out his year because uh, whether it's financial reasons or what have you, if if we make a big enough movement on with, with social media and now the national media hopping on this train, uh, I feel like that will push management to actually make a decision rather than just kind of sit back and count their money, which, which is honestly agree, what they've been I agree. doing. Um, you know, I think that this week really put some heat, like you said, and I think it put uh, everybody on notice. Uh, yeah. you know, internally at House Hall, whether it's the, uh, you know, Ryan Pace, McCaskies, Ted Phillips, um, you know, the entire coaching staff. Um, it was it was just a shit show. You know, yeah. there's no other way of uh, putting it, you know. Yeah. And that, that might be even, you know, putting it mildly. To be honest. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I think we'll find out a lot about this team today. Um, if, if they came up with the same stuff um even with laser calling then i think you really really lose the fans yeah like i said the the progression of justin fields is the only thing that we can all look forward to watching and then he does this second straight week in a row what good does it do uh for the long term of uh, justin fields growth you know with Mm. nagging you know staying on the job we you know the every, every week it just 
keeps getting worse. And I think we've seen, you know, four years of tape, the things that he said to, you know, I think a lot of us, myself included, at least this week, we've drawn our own conclusion that, you know, he's out, he's done. Mm -hmm. You know, we've had enough of uh, this guy making false promises about running the ball. I know he said, I didn't came here to run the I formation or I'm not an idiot. And then his lack of usage when it comes to tight ends and everything. Um, I remember he said, uh, you know, he's going to promise to use more and we've had enough of that shit. And mm -hmm. I think it's a, you know, you know, uh, and, and I say this because we know people like Matt Nagy in real life. Personally, oh yeah. Bullshitters. Professionally. Right. <laughs> And, and, and I'm going to be honest, I, I, I was probably, you know, when I was young, I used to be, you know, like that. Um, piss off of people here and there, you know, uh, get fired. Um, it, it's like a, an embarrassing moment that I had to learn from it, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I said, we all know people like that personally and professionally, you know, whether it's somebody who's your boss or somebody that works underneath you that probably doesn't respect and somehow doesn't think of the uh, the consequences. And I think it's really, really finally caught up to Nagy, uh, the way yeah. he got eviscerated uh, this week in the national press. Yeah. Most definitely, yeah. man, because you – I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not too old to remember that first year where he said all we need is a tight end. To make this system go, there's always a scapegoat. You go out and right. the tight end, and then you say, "Oh, well, you know, now we need our quarterbacks to make the right reads." And you, you have the quarterback. You destroy Mitchell Trubisky for three years, and Trubisky goes, and he looks like a competent guy in 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 Buffalo. You know, I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna say he's a world beater, but I guarantee you that he he looks a lot more functional running the damn offense right now than he did in Chicago. And that's that's saying a lot because every year was something. Now we're gonna get right. oh, Fields is just too young. He doesn't know what's going on. But Andy Dalton just got here, so mm. you can't use that excuse. It it all no. points, all signs point back to you. I it's, mean, not only not only that, everything you just touched on, but we had two of the top offensive line coaches in history. I yeah. mean, there's there's no other way to put that, and. They've looked like because they were under Nagy, they've looked like incompetent coaches. And unfortunately, so yes, and there's always been a scapegoat with this guy. I mean, like you said, first it was the tight end. Well, we went and got you a tight end. Then it's the O line coach. Well, let's bring in another great offense. Bring in your guy, somebody you yeah. know. Right, yeah, we're we're bringing all these guys in, and, and the the scapegoats are. He's running out of scapegoats. I. Honestly, do not see Nagy making it through this season. Um, no, no, no. Whether we win or lose today, um, I'd like to see him gone Monday, but I don't see it. If we win, I don't see it happening. If we get no, embarrassed again, for a few weeks more time. That's all. Yeah, yeah. I When's agree. the bye week this year? I think it's like week ten, week eleven, something like that. Yeah, I think uh, it's probably six, seven more weeks of game, uh, six games. And then mm. I think it's like pretty 
late, like week 11 or something like that. Yeah, so we, we may have to wait until, unfortunately, we may have to wait until around that time to to really see them actually make a move because they'll then they'll have, you know, if they do it before the bye, then they'll give their interim head coach, whomever it will be, two weeks to. But they they have the pieces in place right now to, to say if you fired Nagy on Monday, you have right. Mike Pettin, who's been a head coach. Yeah. He can step in to be interim head coach. You let Bill Lazor do what his job title was actually supposed to be and be an offensive coordinator. And then sure. you have the sign in place already. Right. Now, you don't have to wait that long at all. Not at all. You don't. You have, we have the pieces. 13 games left after today. So, I, yeah. I, the only excuse right now is just the Bears organization. And you know damn well they're not going to do it. That's that's it, man. That's the only thing. I've we'll never, see, we'll see. Um, I've never know, been this um, hopeless this early in the season. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that, that's a, that's, that, <laughs> that, that, that hits you heavy because. You know, if you think about it, you, you know, watching the Bears shouldn't be so fucking hard. We're, we want to be entertained. And yeah. other teams can score points, whereas the Bears have a hard time putting up 10 points in the entire fucking game. Right. What yeah. is this? Right. Watching Jacksonville. I'm like, dude, they can move entertainment the ball. value. We want to be entertained. You know, we're mm-hmm. all cooked up, you know, for a year and a half. Uh, you know, watching movies from, you know, streaming and not being able to go out and eat and all that stuff. The Bears offer no fucking entertainment value. Who the hell wants to go pay uh, 50 bucks in parking, $200 in tickets to watch this shit show for the next 13 games, you know, whether at TV or at home? And yeah. only to see Justin Fields on his back and Nagy pacing the sideline buried on his Denny's menu offensive sheet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, yeah we, I, I kind of wish we, we could get uh, – It's last, enough. It's enough. Yeah, last year we had uh, Mike Schaefer who joined us during the COVID year. He's a season ticket holder. I wish we could kind of get in, get in touch with him and see what the uh, – see what the feeling is like in his, you know – his tailgaters, the people around him, because I'm sure I texted him last week when we were coming home from Cleveland, and I was like, um, you know, because he makes our he makes our swag here uh, with the uh, with the deepdishtees.com slash barroom. That's a that's a plug, so you guys can check that out and get get your gear. But uh, I tried to shoot him a text and see if he was going to get some. Fire Nagy T-shirts going, you know, with the orange lines, top and bottom, and the in the white, the white print, and uh, <clears throat> he's like, man, I don't even. He he felt he sounded defeated. Uh, he was like, I don't really have the uh, the energy to deal with to deal with um, with this guy right now. So, not only we're not the only ones that are that are going through this. You know, there's there's fans in the stands that are that are that are done with it too and it's just yeah it's finally come to a head and i and i i don't know, i hate coming on here and i feel like that's all my wife it's always doom and gloom. it's always <laughs> yeah i hate coming on here every week and it's like we have three topics fire naggy uh we're looking forward to justin fields and how did the defense who's the, who's the new head coach slash gm in 2022 something like uh-huh. that yeah, yeah. It's, it's always a mix of those things, man. But yeah. that's, that's what we have. <laughs> that's what we have to look forward to. 
There's now, no way we don't have a first round pick this year, so we're, we're not, we right. don't, you know, can, we can't really delve too much into the draft until second round. So that's even a, right. Yeah. So that's that shot. And you, you know, well, you as long as that surprise turns out great, then it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the, the bigger things to me is um, we drafted, you know, our O line looked bad, but we did draft a couple of guys. Um, but I, they're both really injured. Jenkins, yeah. And uh, right. Te- Tevin Jenkins, I feel like, and I was, I think I texted the guys this before Borum went down. I like Borum to take over that left tackle yes. spot and, and slide yes. Jenkins into right tackle where he played all throughout college. Good. And mm-hmm. I think that's a, a better move for the future of the Bears and and could really solidify this offensive line if they could stay healthy. That's the that's the biggest that's issue we're running into right now, you know. Right. So Warham, I think, comes off the IR in a couple of weeks, maybe after yes. the Oakland game. Yep. And uh, and and I, and I pray that Jenkins is, you know, uh, is healthy enough to maybe still play. Uh, you know. Uh, play, you know, at least in October, in November, and December at some point. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, me, man, the dream scenario right now, offensive line wise, you know, just want that left tackle have born. Uh, you know, you keep white hair at left guard, James Daniels be right guard, Tevin Jenkins at at right tackle, and then it's the center that's right. in Iowa. Who is uh, a phenomenal player, man? He's probably mm-hmm. going to be the he's the, been the best center this year. If we can somehow get him in the second round, because you know centers don't usually get drafted early first. If we can unless somehow get can. that kid, yeah, yeah, I was going to say unless we if we can get that kid somehow, you you could have the makings of a top the top ten O line, top fifteen. Yeah. Well, I know you I've know, read stories. Let these guys settle in. I've read some stories online that the Bears have been to see uh, – well, I think his name is Jarrett Patterson or something. Yeah, from Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Yes. Notre Dame yeah, did, yeah. So, so I think they're scouting him pretty hard. Uh, I don't know if he falls to the second round. Typically a center, if that, if that's all they are as a center, they might fall. But if they, have, if they show the ability to play center or guard or even – spot start at tackle, uh, then then that's going to push their draft stock way up, which is going to hurt our chances in getting them. Um, yeah. But but I definitely think center seems to be the uh, problem, we- yeah. the weakness point, and I yeah. hate it because I've pulled for Sam Mustafer so hard because, he, you know, this guy was an undrafted free agent, um, basically a hometown kid. Notre Dame is our back is, – is Chicago's backyard, so a lot of Bears <laughs> fans are – well, a lot of Bears fans are Notre Dame fans, so I'm I'm sure I wasn't alone in in pulling for this kid, uh, yeah. and and the way he fought and played pretty well last year, um, and then it's just kind of I, I I'm not sure what the issue is. Is he just not strong enough? Uh, we're not seeing issues with snaps, which is a plus. You know, we we saw that right. prior to him taking over that spot was we had issues with snaps, but yeah, with white hair especially, yeah, yes. Yeah, so I, and I don't know what the fix I, yeah. is. Maybe maybe Alex Bars, he played there for a game last last year, I think. I was going to uh, say, the way y'all pulled for Mustafa, I pulled for Bars, man, because I, I felt yeah. like he had the talent to at least be a tackle or kick inside to be a starting guard, man. But yeah. it's, I, it's, I think it's still in the play, too. You know, yeah. we could probably move Daniels to center and put Ifedi kick inside and then put bars at right tackle right and see what happens. Mm. I think that needs to be taken into consideration. And, you know, who knows? Maybe 
we might see that uh, today if uh, they said, you know, enough is enough, uh, yeah. uh, you know, today. If Lazer's calling plays and if uh, Daniels is, uh, you know, working as a center, um, you know, obviously we didn't see that, uh, you know, any reports of him taking snaps uh, probably ain't going to no. happen. But if Mustafer right. just can't cut it, uh, you know, we all have a, a good underdog story and Mustafer yeah. is certainly one of them. But, yeah. uh, you know, you can only go so far, you know, considering he's a undrafted uh, free agent. Uh, himself and you know there's a reason why he probably went undrafted but you know you, you want to root for him but you know you yeah. got to do what's in the best interest of uh, yeah, yeah your Bears. best five's got to be up front that's, that's that's there's no other way to put that you got to have your best five on the field absolutely i was gonna say the solace that we could take out of this jets is if uh laser is calling plays i feel like you might get you will have better o-line play because there's a direction you get your direction. Yes. You you have a direction. They know what they need to do. Mm-hmm. He can tell them this is what the play is gonna be. You you do you block this way, and then you might see better play. That's mm-hmm. that's that's what we can take solace out of. That's what we can hope for if, if laser is truly indeed calling plays, man. But yeah, you see a shotgun play, then an under the center play, then a shotgun play, and it's it's all curls, then you know who's calling plays, baby. Right. You know who's calling the plays. I know. <laughs> You got to be able to throw the ball, you know, ball the deep, and it all all has to start with the protection up front, you know. Yeah. And yeah. you got to be able to do the, uh, you know, more outside zone runs. You know, those those have been somewhat missing a lot. You know, it's, it's just basically run inside and then get stuffed or get inside blown zones. up at the line of scrimmage. Same damn run play every day. Every it's like it's literally like watching somebody play Madden. It's like okay, yeah, I'm gonna run the inside zone. And it's gonna work because that's that play always works on Matt. He mm-hmm. David Montgomery's gonna gonna break out and run for 50 yards for a touchdown. No, that's not it works. You gotta mix up the no. play calling, man. You have to exactly. Matt Nagy's a one-trick pony who unfortunately not been exposed enough to you know uh other offenses. It's just basically Andy yeah. Reid's West Coast stuff. Yeah, and, and that's that's pretty much it. You know, he well, he doesn't have a lot of seen, NFL coaching experience himself. Yeah. You know, he was working in real estate and then latched on, you know, to being a you know low paid assistant. And, and I give cr- credit, you know, to Nagy for persevering. I'm not going to back yeah. him, you know, his for way the way yeah. he grew up and everything. But you know, to be honest, I want whoever the next coach is to at least have you know a lot more coaching experience. Yeah, Matt Nagy and been exposed to maybe different style of coaching and different offenses that, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he has to have, a you know, plenty of experience calling plays yeah. uh, at least. And, um, uh, you know, Olin Cruz said it best last week when he eviscerated him in NBC Sports. You know, stand in front of a mirror, you know, put a Y uh, on the mirror and then stand in front of it and there's your answer, you know. That's your Y. That's your Y, yes. Yeah. You keep harping on the why, and Matt Nagy is too insecure to admit that he is the problem. He is the mm-hmm. reason why that exists. He that he is. You know, there's nothing wrong with admitting you're wrong, right. no matter who you are or even at what age you are. Yeah. But and I and I, I called in, you know, ESPN and local radio show, and they said that Matt Nagy is so insecure about his play calling, and that 
maybe Justin Field is the reason why the Bears win ball games going forward, not because of his schematic or his play calling skills. Mm-hmm. There have been many, many articles written by you know David Hall and even Adam Hogue a couple of weeks ago before the um, the Browns game that can Nagy come to his senses that it's Fields' talent who's going to win the ball games and that he has to put talent above himself or his schematic. Great coaches in every sport understand you know, what he has at his disposal and yeah. work with the talent. Uh, failed coaches always put himself and his scheme and his style above anything. You know, you can't put a round square in a peg hole, you know, you know, square yeah. in a peg hole. You know? <laughs> and that's what Matt Nagy's been doing for years. And and here we are. He's ran out of people to blame, fire. Yeah. And, and now he put it all on himself because he screwed up the uh, the Justin Fields' uh, debut last week so bad that, you know, he's the first guy to be fired. Yeah. Is there – Steven, and, and, you know, I was having some some issues, man. I was on, a, like, a delay. You guys would say something. I'd get it, like, fucking 30 seconds later. But either way, <laughs> I think I think we're good now. Um, yeah, I can hear you it, loud and clear. Awesome. Is there any any chance that you see Nagy coaching this team next year? Do you see no. this organization no. buying back into this fucking dude and giving him another year here at in Chicago? The only way I see that happening is if the Bears make the playoffs, and that's pretty much it. Because after tonight, after today, you look at the schedule, you know, you have Tampa, Green Bay, San Francisco, and I believe Pittsburgh is also in the mix, you know. Pittsburgh's horrible. (laughs) I know, I know. Tell me any games that you look at it and say, yeah, the Bears are going to win this one. No, well, I, I can't I'm, see that. I'm going to pick one and say San Francisco because I'm going to be at that game in Chicago on Halloween night. Um, <laughs> but that's just wishful thinking and, and, and straight, you know, straight fanboy Super shit. Wishful. But, hey. <laughs> and that might be Fields versus Trey Lance. That'd yeah. be nice. It'd be nice to see. That'd be a good. That'd be a fun game to watch. Yeah, I'm hoping yeah, that uh, Bill Lazor decides to dress up as the head coach and go play <laughs> that night for Halloween, and maybe, maybe we get a little something going. Um, but it has. It's been. It's been a uh, coaching. I would say a coaching career, head coaching career for Nagy of ups and downs. Um, you see, I think the only game that was ever comfortable was Trubisky's touchdown throws uh, to where you were like, okay, there's no way that, that we're going to blow this. And that was the best this offense ever looked. Um, outside mm-hmm. of that, it's it's been trash, man. I mean, I can't really see a game that he put together well anywhere. Yeah. No, no. I mean, 2018 was the peak Bears, and I think we all know that, you know, Big Fanjo had a lot to do with that. Uh, oh, yeah. 2018 season, uh, more so than uh, Nagy himself, you know. And four years later, I think uh, we've seen enough of, uh, you know, the offensive output. I mean, the Bears have won here and there, um, you know, scoring points, but there is just no consistency with the, you know, with the Bears' offense. We yeah, want to be all entertained. You know, this is the offensive league now. You know, you were hired to fix that shit. And yeah. you know, you're 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 not winning. You screwed up Justin Fields' debut. And what is their 
left for us to see from Matt Nagy. Uh, you know, you know, his words don't carry anything anymore. The morale after if we lose this game, I think the internally could be pretty bad. When you lose to the Lions and you're dead last in the division and the schedule gets tougher. Yeah. I mean, we're consistently consistently inconsistent. And that's that's what it's come down to for the entire Nagy uh, tenure here. Um, He's never been able to stack plays and games and practices and, you know, as they like to – they like to say, you know, he's got to stack. He's got to stack practices. They kept saying that with, with other guys. Um, I, we haven't seen that out of the head coach. So why would we expect that out of the players? Because your team is a direct reflection of your head coach, and I feel like that shows the chaos internally of of this entire team. Um, I totally agree. Yeah, I I was gonna say. Um, I think Mule Skinner had one comment that popped up about Andy Reid getting too much credit. Um, I I somewhat agree with that. I mean, Andy Reid has has perfected his offense, but we've now seen with Doug Peterson and Matt Nagy that it seems like out from under his wing, this system just doesn't work. And I feel like that's actually hurting Eric Bieniemy. I've I've seen some people <laughs> who want who want him as their as the head coach. I definitely don't see the Bears going that direction. You know, after this uh, shit show with with Matt Nagy, there's no other way to put it. Um, but I I believe it's really hurt him the last couple of years going going on you know interviews for head coaching jobs because. We've seen two guys now come from Andy Reid that that it hasn't worked out, and I mean they've done the same thing with Belichick up in New England for the right, most part. Right. Other than um, the guy in Miami has has looked decent, but you know it's still new down there. So sure. um, I, I just the coaching trees of uh, Nagy and uh, Belichick hasn't uh, yielded the uh, the results that we all wanted, and you know yeah. It's unfortunate, yeah. but uh, if I'm Pace, I'm thinking about maybe, you know, plotting at least uh, to fire Nagy ASAP because that might be the only thing that saved Pace's job. No, no, no. I know, I know. Right. If Nagy goes, so does Pace. But if you put yourself in a you know Ryan Pace issue, I'm not going down without putting up a fight. Absolutely. You know, I got to make sure. You know, as as callous as it, as it may sound, I'm gonna try and figure out. Okay, I've done everything. I know I've fucked up on draft and free agency and stuff like that. But at least, you know, I got us a quarterback again. And I can't afford Matt Nagy to fuck this kid up. And, you know, I got to think long and hard. I got 13 games left after today. And I'm going to have to make sure that at least I can salvage uh, what's left of this year. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, the Bears blog, you know, by Jeff Hughes, I think a lot of stories coming out of, uh, you know, inside Palace Hall uh, feels, seems to echo that sentiment. You know, I think Nagy is pretty much out. And, you know, God forbid if he loses, he's pretty much sealed his faith. And yeah. there are a lot of people, you know, who don't mind him being gone anyway. 
the way it was being portrayed. And, you know, the, the McCaskies obviously care about the perception, how they're being perceived. So at least if I got Justin Fields, I got hope, I got shot. I got to make the most of it, you know. Mm. You know, you got to put up, I got to put up a fight and make sure and say, hey, listen, it ain't, it's not all on me. It's what Matt Nagy and his coaching staff did. As, as, as callous as sounds, I'm trying, I'm plotting everything I can and say, that's on him. That the way he fucked up uh, Justin Fields' debut, I didn't, I didn't call for it. That's him and his coaching staff. That's what yeah. they did, you know, and I got to make sure to see if what's left in the next 13 games to make sure that, you know, there's clear evidence that, that it was coaching negligence and sabotage on Matt Nagy and his coaching staff problem. problem. I mean, you got to think. Steven, I'm going to have to hop in real quick. Just since you said it, I'm going to go full screen real quick and show you guys something um, from our boy, Mr. Mike Schaefer over at Deep Dish Tees. Like Steven was saying, there is hope. Uh, I, I got this thing. I'm gonna have. I have to get a frame for it. Still, it's going on the wall. But I need that. Hope. This is what. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. This is this Mike Schaefer designed this. Uh, check him wow. out over at deepdishtees.com. Um, and and you know it just says bear down, Bobby and and Mike Schaefer. But Mike designed this thing. He it's you know over at Deep Dish Tees. I think they're for sale. They might not be, but. Um, Either way, Man, if he could put that on a T-shirt, he'd sell a lot of them. Oh, he's got it. He's got it. It's on a T-shirt already. And this is, uh, yeah. And this is, it is. It's the only thing that's really keeping Bears fans alive. I mean, like let's say, let's say there was no Fields, and we're sitting here with Dalton and Foles and damn Nagy, and we're still at this point in the season right now. Um, yep. This, I mean, there, there's no hope. There's nothing that keeps. Bears fans going. And there was a comment earlier in the chat that said, the only thing that's going to change this organization is people not being in the seats. And mm -hmm. I mean, that it is a way, wallet. right? I mean, yeah, it definitely is a way, but I'm just hoping that we kind of see this granted. I know that they've always, they've never fired a coach mid season. You know, they've never done this, mm -hmm. never done that, but, but I think they need to grow. They need to show that they are cutthroat and that nobody's safe. And, and in sure. order for you to keep your job, you produce. I mean, there's yeah. no other job in the world that when you don't produce, you keep it. Like, mm -hmm. it's, just, it's just what it is. When, Only if in Chicago. Yeah, if you can't produce, you're out. Well, um, I'm hoping, you know, that maybe maybe they find a way to turn the page on this Um this holding on thing that, that we are so common in doing. And... Uh, and, well, I don't, I don't I mean, know if you he, were able to hear. Anything. I don't know if you were able to hear earlier. We were talking, um, talking about you know people that that are, you know, going on Twitter or Facebook or all that stuff, getting the hashtag Fire Naggy going, uh, and now the national media jumping onto this story. I was telling Steve, you know, um, 
I don't remember this with even Tressman and Fox, the way the national media has taken this story and really blown it up with uh, Rex Ryan going after him, Dan Orlovsky, um, all those guys. Yeah, I mean, Fox, are, Fo not Tressman, but Fox definitely. I mean, there was – the fans had the whole Firefox. I remember the Firefox the and the fans. Yeah. I'm talking like national television on ESPN where they're, where, the, where they're talking about it and stuff. And yeah, I feel like that's really going to hold the – that's really going to hold the fire to this management organization to make a move. And, and Virginia has got to be getting tired of it. What is she 98 now? I mean, yeah. she doesn't have a whole lot of years left, you know, I mean, talk about a, talk about a life of suffering. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That poor woman. Poor lady, man. You don't wish that on your grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't wish ill on anybody for that matter, too. But, uh, yeah. you know, at, at some point, you know, you got to change your ways. Um, and I think the Bears are at that point right now. Um, you know, Matt Nagy is, is facing crossroads as much as the entire Bears organization are uh, at this point. You know, um, you know, moving to Arlington Heights, which I think a lot of us all expected to happen at some point. Um, their own stadium, yeah. Right, right, right. Sure. If if you're gonna move to a, a bigger, better stadium, and then you're gonna have to have a product that matches it, you know, mm -hmm. from an entertainment yes. perspective. And you know, Justin Fields is going to be hopefully your key piece, uh, you know, uh, that drives this organization going forward. And if you can't develop them properly, you know and protect them properly, uh, what good does it do? You know, and then, yeah. you know, the, the, the perception of the organization is, is where the quarterbacks die or can't develop properly. We're always going to haunt us until uh, the end of time. You know, yeah. uh, you know, he is our hope. You know, I want to see him properly develop. And if Matt mm -hmm. Nagy is not the guy, you know, just move on. Don't, don't let Nagy drag Justin Fields as uh, growth because he is so insecure and, and you know he doesn't have the coaching acumen to properly uh you know understand his uh talent mm -hmm. yeah we hadn't even touched on the arlington totally. heights move we were all excited about that when that news came out and uh, any fan that, that that's going on social media or anything saying well they can't call themselves chicago anymore if they if they're in arlington heights i feel yeah, like you don't understand a third of the league do not play in the city that they claim. The New York Jets and Giants don't even play in the state that they claim. Right. So they play in Jersey. Jersey. If if you're going online and saying, well, they need it, they can't claim Chicago if they're not playing in Chicago. You look and sound ignorant, and uh, maybe find another team to root for. I don't. I don't give a shit. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, there's I lived no in Dallas, and the Cowboys were like, uh, you know, in Arlington, like 30 minutes yeah. away, more than 30 minutes away from, you know, the, uh, Dallas Fort Worth, you know, and, and they call themselves the Cowboys, not the Arlington Cowboys. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's right. no way that there's a rebrand, and I think that stadium is going to be ridiculous. Uh, there's still a lot of work to do. Obviously, there's they're not even finalized yet. Um, you know, you know, but the well, they went to they and, went to and, LA and, week one, and they're going to Vegas week what five so they're gonna see these these brand new beautiful nice stadiums, stadiums and they're gonna be like 
damn, we need something like this back home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was going to say, you sit there and look at what you can do if you build a new stadium and let's say you throw a dome on it. That means you can start the whole Super Bowls. And you cannot tell fours, the city teams. of Chicago or the state of Illinois would not love to bring that freaking revenue in. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is big time. What it did did out here for Indianapolis when the Colts had just built that new stadium and they held that Super Bowl, bro, Indianapolis was shut down for over a week. You you had people all over the place. They they had people booming. Small yeah. businesses probably got started started up that week from that. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's it's a it's a amazing amazing moment to cash in opportunities on. And there's no way in hell that you could tell me that the city of Chicago would sit there and say, "Oh yeah, more money." Yeah, so, exactly. I'm all for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It has to be I a retractable Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It has to be retractable. Yeah, 100% has to be a retractable roof. I think I'm on a delay again, fellas. I don't fucking know what's going on. When you first came in, you sounded like you were right on, but now now it's kind of sounding like you might be delayed a little bit. But we're getting, uh, yeah, I don't know. We're getting close to wrap up, I believe, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we are. Um, Steven, I so I wanted to put this up earlier, but I don't know if it's going to cut off all of our mics or not. But let me throw this up real quick. Um, and see what happens here so we got that's it oh the mics are still hot that's good yeah. so the double a team coming with ken fang and steven nagishi you're gonna find it here on the barroom network uh october 11th is gonna be their first show i believe right steven um i think i got that right yeah october uh, we, will, we will this will be actually a recorded show not a live stream unfortunately but uh, we'll okay. start recording on the 11th of october and then and then uh, I think Allah will probably send us notification either on the show or uh, Slack when when it will be posted, and it will be bi-weekly to start, uh, you know, to get get tested, and then once uh, Ken and I really get comfortable uh, with the, um, you know, using uh, you know streaming services and all that, uh, then we hope to you know make a, a weekly show you know, before the end of the year or maybe, you know, beginning of next year. Um, we're definitely uh, working hard to uh, bring, uh, you know, AAPI sports media personalities to talk about uh, sports and the, uh, you know, life uh, of being an Asian American uh, in this country. Uh, you know, uh, we don't have Pablo Torre or Amina Kimes, you know, who are probably the two biggest names. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah. You'll get them. Yeah. You'll get them. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we <laughs> hope. Uh, we hope we get if we, you know, be big enough. But hopefully, we, you know, they'll come knocking uh, at us. But uh, yeah, there are some, uh, you know, talented people out there that uh, I think uh, you'll enjoy uh, listening to. Um, we have Melissa Kim, who used to work uh, as a Packers reporter up in Milwaukee. Now she works in uh, Baltimore with their uh, Ravens uh, network. So, you know, playing Ravens uh, later here. Uh, their offensive coordinator, Greg Roman, uh, he's uh, obviously a longtime head coaching candidate that has linked into, you know, the Bears. Mm-hmm. His work with Lamar Jackson. So, I'm trying to pick her perspective on, you know, the uh, Greg Roman and the, uh, what would it be like 
for him to become a Bears head coach uh, if indeed he gets hired. Uh, we're also uh, uh, talking, uh, probably looking to talk with uh, uh, Mikey Chan, who's the uh, Notre Dame uh, writer of their uh, yeah. USA Network. Um, you know, Notre Dame unfortunately lost yesterday. Uh, no. But uh, you know, we'll talk with him about the Notre Dame. Obviously, it's Chicago's team, and uh, um, uh, and college football in general. So those are some of the guests, guests that I've uh, lined up. Um, and uh, you know, we'll we'll add more and uh, talk more. Uh, Absolutely, man. Um, what's it called? It's you know, excited to have you part of the team. Um, excited for the show and everything there, and. You know, look forward to to having you on again and appreciate you joining you. us this morning. Yeah. And, uh, you know, anything you need, man, hit us up, hit us up on the side or, or whatever. And, uh, you know, we'll go from there and and just another great, another great addition to the network, man. And uh, greatly Hell appreciate yeah. you joining us. This Thank morning. you. You want to give a prediction for the game before you, before you get off here yeah. today? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to say Bears 27, Lions uh, a 17. 27-17 Bears. With a Bears. Bear victory. A good start. Good start. Yeah, for the first yeah, three. goal with the Bears. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, if you, if you were that bad last week, I mean, where are you going to go? I mean, you can only mm. go from, you know, only, nowhere but up, right? Yeah. Yeah. In most cases. Yeah, about the um, play calling, who's going to start, and all that nonsense charade that you know Nagy put us on. You know, you better put on a you know a yeah. real good show today because I think we all know that you know Nagy pretty much sealed his faith, uh, sealed his uh, faith ninety nine percent. And mm -hmm. if he loses today, you know whether he gets fired Monday, like we all want us to, or even at the bye week, or even at the end of the year, Nagy's gone. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. So that's one yeah. thing that we can all agree on and we can all be united for. But I'm not one of those people who are going to root the Bears to lose, you know, for right. especially no. if we don't have a first round pick this year. So that doesn't really make much sense. Yeah, but exactly. I do want There's to no benefit know, see some, it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't benefit anybody. I want to see significant, you know, at least uh, not a lot. Listen, I just want to see competent offense. That's all I'm asking. Get the first downs, score points, run the goddamn ball, you know, block hard for Justin Fields. It, it, it ain't that hard. I see yeah. that with other teams when I watch the other games, and we all want that. We all want, you know, what other teams can do, why can't the Bears do? Listen, it's not about talent. It's just basically the coaching issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If we can pull that audio yeah, there, I love man. that where he says, "Just uh, run the goddamn ball." That's uh, I feel like that every weekend, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, the words Steve, we'll are let you get out of here, brother. Front. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks again the for joining us, man. Front, man <laughs> uh, we could hope. I mean, he's not an idiot. <laughs> 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 All right, brother. Appreciate you joining us, man. Have a good one, and we'll talk soon. All right, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Thank you very much, guys. We appreciate it. And uh, right, Ken said hi as well. And uh, really, really looking forward to working with you guys again in the future. And uh, you know, uh, 
Thanks for the, uh, the plug and the, uh, having me on the show, and I look forward to coming on to you guys again. Hell yeah. Definitely. Always, man. bro. All right, brother. We'll talk to you later, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, boys, let's uh, let's kick this around for one last little wrap up. Um, I'm going to let you guys go first, you know, in the famous words of uh, Eminem, let that bitch go first. And, uh, you know, oh, we'll, just, oh, oh. <laughs> we'll, we'll just go ahead and uh, I don't know why that just came to my head, but hey, maybe it's just a Detroit <laughs> with who knows. Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, let, well, let's let's kick this thing over. Let's uh, let's let Mr. Aaron Current start. Oh, so I'm the bitch. And, uh, okay, oh, I'm the bitch. Okay. <laughs> Who's the bitch now? Well, Who's let you do any bitch? score predictions, yeah. any shout outs, man, anything you got, and uh, and then we'll cut this thing loose. All right, uh, my first shout out to that Detroit podcast that jumped on with us. It sounds like they're a lot like the bar room. Um, if you guys can. Shoot them a message on Twitter or something. Let them know, hey, saw you on on Barfly Tailgate show. It was a cool show or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Shout out to uh, Stone Cold Steve Nagishi, man. That dude came on here and killed it. I mean, and, and, and the uh, the diversity here on the barroom is 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 going to help us grow our brand, and I'm and I love to see it. Bobby, I'm sure you spent some time in an Asian country, so you know what the the, the culture is so different there. I spent two years in Korea myself yeah. with in, during my military service, so definitely shout out to him for coming on here and and promoting his show. Uh, I'll be looking forward to when it drops. I'll be checking it out with him and uh, Ken Fang. And uh, shout out to my wife. Um, we went to Kentucky last. We went to watch the game last night. Shout out to the Kentucky Wildcats, man. They give me something to look forward to each and every weekend uh, because the Bears definitely have not. Um, other than whenever we get whenever we get rid of Nagy, and I'm sorry to bring it down. I'm sorry, fellas. I just there's just it's not a whole lot for me to look forward to. Uh, and then, and with that, I guess I'll just get right into my prediction. I think even with all the bull crap that happened last week, I do believe Bill Lazor takes over as play calling, even though they won't tell us this. And he does get this offense going in a decent direction. And um, I think just like the guys said earlier before they got off, um, I think it's an ugly – it's going to be an ugly one. But I do believe the Bears win, and I'm going to say we win 20 to 17. And uh, and and I think my MVP is going to be. I think Justin Fields is going to look really good today. So I I do believe that we're going to be able to tell that uh, that Laser is calling plays because he's going to stack plays. We're going to run the ball. Actually, let me change my MVP. I think we're going to lean on. I think we're going to lean on David Montgomery quite a bit today. And okay. and I think he he's gonna have a big game. All right, all right. I thought you were gonna take mine for a second there. I, I got a little concerned, but uh, you didn't. So <laughs> let's let's uh let's roll this thing over to Mr. Kirkland Billings, hey, man. Mr. In KB the eight, in the eight mile yeah, thing. Yeah, Everybody in the tailgate show, put your motherfucking hands up and bob your nose. Hey, everybody in the tailgate show, put your motherfucking hands up. Hey, y'all know Bobby hands up. Look, look. Somebody had to do it, man. <laughs> All right, man. Like, like my boy AC said it, man. He said he said it best, man. Well, I don't want to try to bring it down. You know, I'm a, I'm I'm gonna pray to God that Bill Lazor is is calling the plays and 
to be honest, man, that's gonna be he gonna be the MVP because he gonna get the offense. Hey, see, hey, look, 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 I, I ain't even have to see it, and I'm already calling it, man. I'm, my, I feel like my MVP is gonna be Bill Lazor if he's the one calling plays. If not, man, I feel like uh, this might be a game that our guy, uh, you know, uh, Mooney, Money Mooney, man, I feel like he might show out a little bit with that that secondary being a little weaker. And I feel like we make a little bit more plays only off the strength of the fact that Detroit's defense is not the Cleveland Browns defense. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's not going to look all the way the same. But, uh, you know, just getting into it, man, my shout out. Shout out to, to Steven. Shout out to Ken, even though we haven't got to meet him yet. Shout out to those guys on the Detroit podcast. Definitely be giving those boys a follow. I love the friendly banner going back and forth. Uh, yeah, and Chris Watts, man, thank, thank, uh, man, thank you, baby. You know what I'm saying? I, I need that pick me up today. But and shout out to all our fans, man. Like I said, it's it's an early it's an early rising morning. You know, some mornings we get on late. I know this talking to me, and we have issues with the cameras and the computers. But we 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 pull through for y'all, man. We pull through for y'all. So uh, my, my game, my prediction. <sighs> Let's see, we're gonna do optimistic or realistic. Optimistically, I said we put up 28 points. Justin Fields looks good. Uh, Darnell Mooney has two touchdowns, but like I said, he's 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 gonna be my 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 player MVP. Uh, yeah, 28 to let's say let's say 14. I say Detroit, they they can score. I, I will give them that. Uh, Jared Goff has looked a lot better than what I thought he was. <laughs> like I thought he was gonna be a complete a complete shit show. I, I so, want to touch on that actually. I think Goff. He looks okay now, but when that weather starts to turn and it starts to get cold, I think that's going. That's when we're going to see old golf. <laughs> and luckily, Texas Detroit plays. Luckily, Detroit plays <laughs> indoors, so right. that helps a little bit. But I think when he comes to these cold weather games, it's going to be it's going to be a wrap for golf. Right, but yeah, that's my that's my prediction. I say twenty eight fourteen Bears, man. Uh, and like I said, that's all off the strength that I really believe that Bill Lazor is going to be calling plays today. So if we come out in the I-formation in the beginning and start doing I-formation plays, I'm going to have that Leonardo DiCaprio meme yeah. look. <laughs> yeah, point at the TV because I'm going to know. So, yeah, that's my that's my, that's mine, man. Go ahead and take it, Bobby. All right, man. So I, uh, I'm hoping that Lazor actually does call the plays today. Um, and – if that is the case, my MVP of today is going to be Mr. Cole Komet. Um, I think Monty's going to go crazy on the ground, but I think uh, the tight ends are going to get involved. Obviously, um, I think that's what that's Laser's style. That's what he does. Um, I see Fields probably rushing one in, right? Um, depending on where we're at, just a, just a short little six, seven yard touchdown. Um, and then I'm going to go with Cole Komet. I'm going to say Komet actually puts up some yards today, gets it going, um, you know, and is, is used in this offense the way he should, which will then in turn open up Mooney, open up Robinson, um, drop that linebacker back, open up those outside zones. And I think that's the, that's the key, man. I think that's what, what we're missing. Um, I mean, besides, you know, a uh, head coach, but giving it to, to laser and letting him run it. I think that's, that's the game plan and, and should be the, the game plan uh, from here on out, because what else do you have to lose? And hopefully right. Nagy's not the deciding facto of that decision. Right. And hopefully his hand is uh, forced to, to do that. Um, final score. I'm going with bears, 24 lions, 13. 
Um, I think we're going to get out there and, and get after it, man. Uh, I think there's a little call for rain today. Um, yeah, not right exactly here sure, now. but I, yeah, but I think there's a, there's, there's, you know, some, some rain coming through to the game. Uh, Dan and Aldo will be at the game. Um, so make sure, you know, you're tracking the, the barroom network on Twitter for any of those live updates. Um, <clears throat> and I don't know. I, I just think that this, this defense really has always kind of thrown a wrench at uh, golf. Um, no matter mm -hmm. where he was playing, they've, they've always kind of had his, uh, his number. So I'm hoping that continues today. And, uh, and we go from there and then a uh, big, big shout out to our boy, Mr. Ryan Badgley, badge of honor, uh, badge is taking care of some stuff today, but he will be back with us, you know, in the, in, in a week or so. And, um, you know, next couple of weeks, whatever we'll see, but, uh, badge is out taking care of some stuff. So big love to badge missed you this morning, brother. And uh, big love to everybody in the chat. Everybody who's always here, man. Uh, greatly appreciate you guys. And and like we said, we're not fucking analysts. So yeah, we we're gonna yeah. have fucking computer issues. Right. We're fanalists, man. I mean, <laughs> God, you know, just 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 a bunch of random dudes that hop on, and and we greatly appreciate all your guys' support. Um, you know, and joining us every week, week in, week out. We know it's a little early for you, uh, Saturday night drinkers. Um, and it's sometimes it's it's even early for us, man. You know, <laughs> coming coming to this picture. But, uh, but hey, that's why that's why really that's why they put the me day. on the pup list last week. Cause I <laughs> <laughs> right, hold on, when I say, real quick. Got to we got to we got to play. We got to say something about last. Your boy week. was that's... fucked up in Cleveland last Saturday. Let me just say that. <laughs> When I say I was on the road leaving leaving Indiana like at around seven because uh my, my uncle's funeral earlier that day it, it made the trip, you know what I'm saying, it extended a little bit out. AC texted me at the bar at five o'clock. <laughs> where where at the is it the Harry Buffalo? The, the Harry, Harry Buffalo. Buffalo. I, I showed up to watch the Kentucky game. He said, we're at the Harry Buffalo right now, man. He's like, uh, how long is it going to take for the drive? I said, it's about four hours. He's like, yeah, by the time, I don't know if we'll still be here, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, cool, man. Just just let me know because I want to link up with y'all, you know what I'm saying, at least have one drink before everybody calls it a night. We get into town at like 11 o'clock. AC is still at the Harry Buffalo. <laughs> Your boy was <laughs> fucked up, bro. <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah, yeah bro, the we fucking still here. costume on and shit, bro, the fucking beard rolling. <laughs> I walk in, all I see is this, this fucking lovely beard, this smile. I said, that's my boy, man. The only motherfucker the in there rocking all my UK gear. <laughs> rocking shit. You hear me? <laughs> Him and his wife go. She's like, we're getting shots. And <laughs> it's a shot. That's called, was it? Is it lick my pussy? Lick my it's, pussy. <laughs> and oh, Aldo tries to order the drink at the bar, and Aldo's like, the chick just looks at me. She was like, she, because, because my wife, <laughs> my wife taught the bartender how to make the shot. And so when Aldo got there, I, I ordered us a round of them, and we all took them, and they tasted delicious. So Aldo was like, oh, all right, amazing. next round's on me. So he goes up yeah. to the bar, and the only one, the only one that knew it was this chick in this Ohio crop top, just this little, I don't know. She couldn't have been more than 22 years old. So Aldo goes up and he's like, uh, can I get another round of the uh, lick my, uh, and she was just like, I ain't gonna make it unless I hear that. Boy. <laughs> I, but all I the, thought you were going to say he asked a different chick and she was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been hilarious. But no, nah, man, okay. all in all, it was a funny night until the next morning, but it, it was a pretty funny night, man. We had fun. We definitely had fun. Yeah, it took me a while to get out of Cleveland, but um, 
but it, yeah, it was a good time. And other than really the one yeah, or man. two fans, we we yeah, had a good time. There was some friendly banter when we came out. Like I heard Dan talking about some of the guys on the way out that were like talking shit. And I, you know, we walked past one bar, and one guy was like, "Y'all got to." I think he said his exact words was like. Your boy Justin Fields needs to call uh, Miles Garrett to get his cleat back out of his ass, and I was like, "Hey, he might have to mail it back to him." You know me, I'm a, I'm gonna give it back. You know, yeah. so I, yeah. it was just a friendly banter, um, just, but that was good. And and I and and one of the dudes that was there was like, "Well, we went one in thirty-one, so um, I'm, and and that really that really put it into perspective for me because there was one guy that was in the stadium. I think he was two rows back from us." Because we was all there in all our Fields jerseys because it was his yep. first game, you know. We were in our Justin Fields jerseys. And he was just all day long. He was like, boy, it would suck to be a Justin Fields fan. Boy, Fields he looks like a bust. Dude, he boy, was a Fields Justin Fields fan last year. Bro, no way that and then wasn't a when we got up and year. we were leaving, the dude was like, bye, bye, like being a complete dick. Y'all, and I was Bobby, just like yeah, – when I said you were bad, we would have put my man on a on a on a TikTok with his ass getting beat. He was trying to become famous that day. And believe me, I had all the smoke to give him. I just had to bite my tongue. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then we met KB's cousin, Anthony Billings, and that was really cool. Got to ride in his big black Tahoe. I mean, that shit was it was dope. I felt like I was in the Secret Service or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, let's wrap, wrap this thing up. Thanks again to the to to our Detroit boys, to Nick and Andrew. Uh, check them out on Twitter at uh, Real Fan Report. Um, they got something going on there. You know, just like like the boys said, just like the barroom. Um, you know, great having them on, and great having you know some other podcasts of fanalists to to talk to and and get things going with. Um, like we said, greatly appreciate all you guys joining us. We got to bounce out of here because uh, fantasy football goon is on next. So make sure you like, stay tuned for that. Get all your fantasy updates. You know, know who to start and sit and uh, and, and get that thing going. So greatly yeah. appreciate all you guys joining us in the hey, chat. Um, before we hop out, Aldo wanted me to let everybody know um, the Bear football show that's typically right after the game will not be happening tonight because, like we said, Aldo and Dan are at the game. And they're actually going to Dicka's Steakhouse after the game, so so they're gonna have a nice a nice night. And then I believe Dan and Aldo bear their souls are gonna be a late night show. Like I think Aldo was saying, ten Central Time, they're gonna be something trash. like that. So <laughs> so so try to tune into that and see uh, see Dan and Aldo's thoughts, and and hopefully because Dan is, I think he said he's been to three or four Bears games and they've lost them all. So hopefully this game is. Um, Dan's first W while he's in the stands, and uh, I just wanted to give that give that out there here at the end. If if you're a, a Bear football show listener, it's uh, not going to happen tonight. It's going to be a different show, and it's going to be a, a late night show. Appreciate it. All right, man. Everybody, let this win today. You know what I mean. The Lions last one against us seven fucking games ago, uh, seven regular season games ago. Let's not let this thing happen again. I uh, want a good showing out of Fields. Want Nagy to shut the fuck up. Uh, and you know, let's just get out there and fucking, you know, bear down. Bear down. Bear down.